It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. Yes, sir. This is the March 30th edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. I am Chip Souza, joined by Henry Apple, Ricky Fires, and Leland Barclay down in the River Valley. And we are hunkered down, boys, because we have had major storms uh, blow through this area at about 4 a.m. today. Tornado dropped down in Springdale, did damage. A lot of damage to a school, an elementary school there um, in Springdale, Georgia Elementary School. But, Ricky, I've been at the Springdale Parks and Rec Center uh, this morning. They're helping, uh, passing out meals for doing, uh, helping first responders and emergency crews and students who uh, were affected by that today. And uh, I was told that they're going to have that school ready for the kids to go back tomorrow. Wow. After tornado damage. Yeah. That- now, that's, of course, unofficial, but I had a gentleman tell me that, that he had talked to a maintenance person at the school, and they said, we're going to have the debris cleared out, and those kids will be back in this school tomorrow, meaning Thursday. So give us a little bit more detail. I know, it, you know, we're all purpose. I'm glad, you know, you went up there and spent took time out of your day to help out up there. What all did it hit? What, what did it destroy? The, the tornado dropped down. It appeared to me, and I just drove here to Fayetteville from Springdale, and uh, the damage appeared to have started at about the country club there in, in uh, Springdale Country Club, which is actually, um, you know, in, in Fayetteville but almost, you know. But the damage started there, actually a little bit farther down um, at Brashears. Uh, it's an it's a office building, I guess. I'm not sure what they do, Brashears. Um, there was damage there, and it, the tornado made its way north, uh, up uh, basically up 71 uh, through Springdale, veered over, I guess it would be, I don't know, I'm directly challenged, maybe east. Uh, over toward East. Robinson in that area, yes. um, where Springdale, where George, Springdale George Elementary School and Junior Highs are located. Um, the elementary school was hit, and some houses and a lot of businesses in that area were hit. Um, they had roads blocked off over there, uh, right off of Don Tyson, a little bit past Don Tyson toward Fayetteville. They had a lot of those roads blocked that lead into those neighborhoods over there. And so uh, just a lot of damage in there. Now, how far up it went, I don't know, because I didn't travel in that area. I'm trying to be... You know, like what we should all do. Let's not be gawking. Let's not be yep. going over there trying to see what all the damage was yeah, and getting in the way, way yep. of electric you know, companies trying to, you know, get power restored. I believe, uh, if I saw this correctly, Henry, around 10,000 or so people without power um, this morning. So people need to stay out of their way, of course. Of course, this will, you know, this this podcast will drop a little later in the day, but uh, it's, it's early in the day on Wednesday. And uh, the main thing is when you have damage like that, uh, you know, stay out of the way. Let the emergency people get in there. Let them get those power lines restored because those people, you know, need to, you know, need to be able to, uh, if their homes are not severely damaged, get back in their homes and that kind of thing. And for those whose homes didn't have any damage, they're also without power. So just stay out of the way. Let them sort through the debris, get that cleaned up. If, if they need help, offer to help. But uh, by, by and large, just kind of just stay out of their way. Absolutely. And be appreciative. Right now we're sitting in a nice, warm studio. And, uh, um, you know, we got some crackers where we need a couple drinks. So, yeah, and these people right there are just, you know, your heart breaks for them and, Hopefully uh, they can get back on their feet real quick. Well, Ricky, uh, this is the thing. The tornado was hit sometime around 4 o'clock this morning, 4 or 4.15, something like that. Had that been two hours later, two and a half oh, hours later, yes. we're talking a, a, a completely different scenario here. Oh, uh, yes. And so, you know, thank goodness for that. And, uh, you know, you never want any kind of damage or anything like that, but this could have been so much more worse um, than, than it was. Uh, buildings can be rebuilt. 
you know, you know what, and, and man, we're in that, we're getting in that time of year or two, and I, I appreciate these weather guys so Me much too. that yeah. when you get get up three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, they're there, they've been there, and people just have have to pay attention. Have your um, on your uh, cell phone that beep 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 the thing go go because yep. this time of year right here is when all this stuff starts happening. Well, we love the spring, Leland. I know you like the spring and the summer. We love the spring and the summer, and, but but you have to remember the spring is that changing of the season. The same thing is in the fall, the changing of the season. The warm weather comes in, mixes with the cold weather. You're gonna yeah. have you're gonna have fireworks. You're gonna have trouble. Yeah, and uh, and so that's what's happening. We've had a nice, couple of nice warm days, four, three or four of them in a row. We got a cool, cold front coming in tonight. Those two clash, and this is what happens. Yeah. You know, we have weather out of it. So um, anyway, but uh, but they will they'll get the, they'll get that cleaned up. They'll get that school fixed, and uh, uh, you know, fortunately, uh, I, I haven't heard of any loss of life, and so that's just a blessing. You know, right there, Henry. Yeah, I think the latest report is that seven people did get injured, but already three of them has been released from the hospital. Good. One of them was a little more seriously injured than the others. So, good, 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 good. Um, but no deaths. You know, boy, this is, you know, of course we're here now near the end of the month right now in right. March. You know, in the first of the March, we had one that went through my home area. Yeah. You know, at, yeah. Uh, Dover. At Dover. Yeah. You know, it crossed the uh, road where. I grew up on about a mile and a half west of the house I lived in. And I said, hey, that is way too close for comfort. Yeah, yeah. Well, so before the weather hit, though, Ricky, yes. we, we did have some sports played on Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday of this week. And But with, before we get into any of the spring sports, let's talk a little football news. Had a little football news today in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette where Rogers Heritage football coach Steve Hookfin has announced he's going to step down and move into an administrative role. So Rogers Heritage will be looking for a football coach. Like they have for the last 20 years. It's very tough. That is a tough job, it's a man. tough job. Um, I talked with Paul Boyd about this. Paul had the story in, in today's Democrat Gazette and talked with Paul. And I said, you know, uh, I think based on what I have seen, and I haven't seen him play every game, but based on what I've seen, Tom Landry could rise from the grave and coach at Heritage and would still have a tough time. It's just it's just a tough situation right there. And, and, uh, and uh, Leland – it's not going to get any easier with Northside coming into the 7A West next year for football. No, it's not. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's been a tough situation from them almost from the beginning. But, um, and, and I know we had talked about this, they were a very competitive team this year. They had a good I one game. Yep, they were. I watched them a lot the last few seasons to get stats and uh, kind of compile what we were needing to compile and stuff so I, I've seen them a lot and I was I was actually impressed with them this year I mean they were competitive they were in games um, I mean they I, but they still I, only I would won not one, say right? I would not say they were a bad football team this year and uh, they're a lot like they, they're you know it's it's kind of hard to explain it. Um, when the, when they first had the school split, uh, Heritage had a pretty good little run there going with Perry, when Perry Escalante first started the program. They had a pretty good little run there. I uh, can't remember the kid's first name. Henry's last name was Stewart. I think he played every sport under the sun at Heritage, but was a really good little football player. And they they have they were competitive and had some pretty good teams early on. But the last what, Henry, six, seven years, it's just been a really, really tough situation. Yeah. We're, we're talking about a team right now. Uh, Paul Boyd and I was talking about this yesterday afternoon after the news broke. They have only won one conference game in the last 
five years. Yes, and one game, like he said, one in four. That's right, one, one in, in forty. One in forty in, in conference play. Yeah, and the 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 game they won in conference play was against a team that's no longer there, which is Van Buren, yeah. and that happened to happen in overtime. In overtime, and now Van Buren's a six A team, and and uh, so it's a tough situation. But uh, you know. Um, they're going to be looking for another coach. I don't, you know, don't know, you know, where they're going to go with this and and what needs to happen over there. But but uh, uh, I just can't stress this enough. This is a tough situation. You know, well, I, and they and are in my respect a great deal. I'm sorry, Rick. They are in my respect a great deal. Last year, when a lot of the teams were opting out of playoff games uh, because of COVID, they didn't. They no. got on the bus they went, yeah. and they went down to, to Brian, didn't they? Or? Was it North or Rock or, or Bryant? One, one or the other. <laughs> it was either they, Bryant. Exactly. Yeah. They got on the bus, winless in conference, and they went on the bus and they played their playoff game. And that just, to me, said a whole lot about um, um, Coach Hook Finn uh, and, and really probably the administration, too, because the administration probably had to sign off on that. Yeah. Uh, so that uh, that said a whole lot, right. I think. Well, that- uh, Norm DeBryan, the great Norm DeBryan, Arkansas football coach, he always emphasized that, you know, losing is just as contagious as winning. Yeah. And you can have all the stats and almost almost one, almost this. But, man, uh, and I've, when I came up here in the late 80s, I was told then that Rogers is a graveyard for uh, uh, coaching careers for football. And, you know, uh, uh, Rogers High, that they put – together some good teams. They have. But for some reason, Rogers, and it came at a real unfortunate because Ronnie Peacock had him right there, state championship game. They was fixing to take off. But as Northwest Arkansas exploded, they just started splitting the schools up, and everybody's kind of adjusted to it. So Rogers heritage for some reason. And I'd be interested to see who takes that job because, in a, you know, there's, what, five, six different guys that come through there and they hadn't made any, made any difference. Well, what needs to happen over there, Rick, the first thing they need to do is they really need to take a look at that non-conference schedule. But now, instead of having three Leland, Leland not non-conference games, Leland, they're only going to get, what, two non-conference two. games. Yep. And so uh, um, you could get you a little – Correction, they will have three because – Okay. Yeah, yeah. Northside will – and football-wise – Northside will still remain in the central. Oh, They've got okay. to keep eight yeah. and eight, eight together. And eight okay. So, okay. yeah, and I know one of their non-conference games is going to be against the new school, Little Rock Southwest. Well, I've already seen that. Good, so. good, good. Well, uh, you know, that's what they need to do is they need to figure out a way to get them some winnable non-conference games, get them a mm-hmm. little confidence built up, a little momentum built up, and then, you know, those kids need experience to – you know what it's like to win football games, and from yes. there you can build. Yeah, but but that's I think that's huge. Be huge for them is is uh, they need to take a look at that non-conference and and really find games that would be. I, I don't think anybody's turning them down for non-conference games. Uh, so you know that would be that would be an opportunity for them to to get them some. Wins. That's a good point uh, because. Uh, you know, I, I played on medi- mediocre uh, schools in well, high me school. I'm a, yeah, I'm the chairman and CEO of that. Yeah. Of that, yeah. But just can't – and we'd say, oh, my God, oh, fourth quarter, what's going to happen? Yeah. Can you imagine you well, you won one conference game in, in, what, four years? Is that what right? Can yeah. you imagine being in a tight game and, say, uh-oh, something's going to happen? What's well, that? you're like Charlie Brown kicking the football. You know Lucy's going to pull that you football. Know, something's <laughs> going to happen. But, man, if they could go start – Two and one in conference that'd play, be, that'd be maybe phenomenal. that. That'd be phenomenal. Maybe something like yeah. that. Yeah. 
So that's the news on the football side is uh, Rogers Heritage football coach Steve Hookfin is going to uh, step down as the football coach will remain with the, in the, with the school and with Rogers Schools as an administrator, and yep. they'll be hiring a new football coach. Uh, moving on to spring sports. Let's talk a little baseball, Henry. You were at uh, – last night you were over at Bentonville West. It was a, kind of a slow-pitch softball kind of a game. But the wind was blowing out and uh, uh, got a high-scoring game over there. The thing that just jumped out at me as I was writing the story, and I kept looking at scoreboard, and I said, huh, Springdale did all of its scoring in the odd number innings. That's odd. Rick West, with that, yeah. Bentonville odd. West scored all of its runs in the even-numbered innings. They had an agreement before the game they were going to do that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe so, but, but yeah. A, but it was, you know, through six innings, it was a 7-7 tie. Wow. And then all of a sudden, Springdale scores six runs, makes it 13-7. Uh, I think they missed the extra missed the point. Missed the extra point, yep. Uh, fumbled snap or something there like that. There but, you go. But, but talking to Tim Carver, he uh, after they had runners at first and second and said he went to an old play that, he, that they used when he was playing at Arkansas yep. where the guy fakes the – Shows butt, but here's the pitch. Here comes the runners. They take off, and he swings away, and it went perfectly in the right field. A slash. Uh, a slash. And just opened the floodgates. Uh, Henry, the game that surprised me a little bit last night was Southside beating Bentonville because Bentonville had just been on a phenomenal road swing um, in Alabama during spring break, had gone 6-0 and and were riding a hot streak, and uh, Southside put an end to that one uh, last night, 7-4. to This is going to be – one crazy conference yeah, race. Hang on, hang on uh, tight. You know, we're just getting started on this. I mean, right, as of right now, we have Rodgers at 3-0. and We have Bentonville West at 3-1. and You know, a lot of Because they played Monday. They yeah, played on Monday. Right. Then here comes the jumbled mess until, you know, you have Bentonville at 1-3 and three now. Yep, yep. And, but, you know, Fayetteville's at 0-3. Oh yep. Yeah, so, it's crazy. But it's going to be crazy, you know, and – it was one of the things that Tim Carver also brought up. He is emphasizing to his team, we've got to win Tuesdays. Yeah. If we win Tuesdays. They're going to, no worse than a split. Yeah, no worse than a split. The best we can get a sweep See, out they of only it. score in odd-numbered innings, Rick, and they only want to win their Tuesday game. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, a, let's see. That's the Carver math. That's Tim Sun- Carver math. <laughs> Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, that's the third day of the week. That's so. right, the third day of the week, <laughs> sort of keeping it odd there. Uh, and what a terrific game yesterday, Henry. Harbor and Heritage, two to one. Those are the kind of games that Love not, non-baseball people don't understand. Well, not enough scoring, yeah, blah, boring, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, baseball's kind of a smart person. Well, except for Ricky. But smart, baseball's <laughs> kind of a smart person game. A two to one <laughs> game, Henry, or a one nothing game is, I mean, oh my, Leland, you know. I mean, that's it's that's – it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. When you're a sports writer, it's beautiful. It's, yeah. Now, if you've got a lot of time on killing your hands, hey, let them score and run. Just enjoy your drinks and your hot dogs yeah. and your popcorn. Well, um, so that takes us over to the wackiest baseball game of the day. Leland had that over at Greenwood where I think anything that could have happened in that game, Leland, happened. I think so. I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Um, you know, batters skipping turns, batting out of order. It was almost like a, the all, AAA All-Star game. <laughs> just about. Just about. It was almost like the T-ball game where yeah. you uh, batted everybody in the order. And, well, except in this case, they batted the order that they wanted to. Yeah. A 200-foot infield fly rule that 
Um, I think isn't Henry an Atlanta Braves fan? Yeah. Well, no, no, I'm a Cardinals, Cardinals fan. fan. Paul's okay. a Braves fan. Well, yeah. that's even better because yeah. you remember exactly ten years ago that infield fly against the Braves in the wild card game. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, should not, yeah. it was extremely similar similar to that as far as the infield fly rule. Uh, you know, the one that, that dropped in the outfield. Actually, the players, you know, Greenwood players got to it but didn't make the play. Uh, run scored on it. Fortunately, there was just one or there were no outs. And, Leland, let's so, also set this scene here for non-baseball people. The base is 90 feet away. This fly was 110 feet past the base. It was well, <laughs> well into the outfield. It yeah. was by no means an infield fly. But now, if you remember correctly yesterday, how the wind was blowing. Yeah. So that was certainly, you know, that certainly had a lot to do with it. It's just that, and the and from what I was told, the home plate umpire did make the call fairly quickly. I know that Van Buren's coach looked at the field umpire and he started to call the infield fly, but didn't because he could tell that it was drifting, yeah, drifting. a lot. Yeah. But the home plate umpire had already called it. Now, once the home plate umpire calls or signals infield fly, there's no going back and changing it. The no. batter's out. Yeah, batter's out automatically. That's an and run, automatic. And automatic, and runners advance at their own risk. Correct. Well, when the ball hit the ground, the runners take off. So they tag out the runner going from second to third, but it was after the runner coming in from third had scored. So the run did count. Okay, okay. Because the, the runner third from out second of the was, inning. The runner from second was just hung out to dry. You know, nothing he can do there. I mean. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, and, of course, the batter standing on first base because the ball had dropped, but yeah. he's already out. And, of course, at that point then, the Greenwood, the Greenwood's leaving the infield because, you know, they know it's the third out. Yeah. And Van Buren's wondering what has happened. Dun, dun, da, 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 dun, dun, da, da. Yeah, yeah but that was that was nothing compared to the batting order because uh, my score sheet, which I like to keep nice and clean. Yeah, that um, didn't I, happen I, yesterday. Yeah, that didn't happen yesterday because they <laughs> skipped one batter. The uh, Austin Mitchell hit a two-run homer for Greenwood in the sixth inning after he had made the final out of the fifth inning batting, I think it was last, it might have been leadoff, because they skipped the leadoff hitter in the sixth inning, but then the leadoff hitter came up in the seventh inning and got a base hit. And I say leadoff hitter, the, the number one hitter in the batting order. Yeah. He did not bat in the sixth inning. But came back in the – that's – But then he came back in the seventh inning and got a base hit. Yeah. So, and then the, from what Leland told me, the, the umpire had told them that the batting was out of order. He said, well, just move everybody up a spot. Well, That's just, what I had told because yeah. it had to do with the injury to Luke Brewer, which I've not ta- spoken to uh, Co- Coach uh, Mercado yet, so I don't know the status of that. But it's a very serious uh, ankle injury, possibly a broken ankle for for Luke Brewer. Sliding into sliding into second base. Sliding into second base on a stolen base, and he was playing right field. Well, his spot came up first in the fifth inning. And that spot didn't bat, and they just went to the next batter. Yeah. And the player that took his place then batted fourth in that inning uh, and then came up again in the sixth inning four batters later and hit a two-run homer. (laughs) So it was was, a mess. Whatever works. It was a mess. So uh, serious injury, batting out of order. 
uh, 200 foot infill fly rule and just and just a calamity of uh, of, of things that happened. Um, in well, that and day. that's on top of 13 walks, 11 yep. of which oh, were God. by Greenwood pitchers. Van and Leland scored. Did, Leland, did I read this too in your story that, that Greenwood walked the first four Van Buren batters of the game? This it went. The first four batters walked. Then it was an error on the pitcher, and then another walk. Van Buren wow. scored four runs on no hits. And another and another batter walked that inning as well too. So they walked six batters in the first inning. That that should have given you a hint of sign uh, a sign of things to come <laughs> of what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah I yeah. Uh, I had no idea at that point. And then I went back on the infield fly because technically I guess even though because the ball dropped, but you have given out to somebody who is probably going to be the shortstop in that situation. Yeah, which ends up being technically I guess a sacrifice fly on an infield fly <laughs> that wasn't caught. Good luck Leland scoring that game. That, that's, you know, that, that would uh, – but you know who would have loved that scoring, figuring that out, would be Walter Woody. He, he would love sitting down trying to figure that one out. He would have, he would have, he would have been quoting rule, uh, rule numbers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I couldn't, I'm still trying to figure out the hook and uh, lateral. Yeah, there you go. So that's what <laughs> happened in baseball yesterday. Uh, skipping over to soccer – Tell you what, uh, Rick, you saw a good game, 1-0. Uh, hey, like, hey, like that. Hey, like that. Hey, like that for my soccer. Yeah, 1-0. Yeah. But Springdale girls get a bit. That's a big win for them. Um, the Springdale Harbor girls won that game one nothing, and the Springdale boys came back and won the boys game one nothing. one nothing. one nothing. So, there you said, you, uh, you know, the thinking man's game, the low-scoring 2-1 to game. I don't know what, what you call this when you play – Let's see, 40, 40, 90, 180 minutes, and you got one goal in each game. But these kids really get after it. Um, um, I thought it was going to be 0-0, near 0-0 game. Uh, but Ramos, Ramos scored on a corner kick for Harbor. And uh, I was wondering before the game, I was down on the field, and the wind was blowing real hard and gusting there. I thought, yeah, yeah, oh, well, I wonder yeah. if the wind ever uh, affects soccer. And boy, it did on the corner kick that really helped. It kind of jumbled right in there, and it curved that thing in there. Why did they say bend it like Beckham it or like whatever? Beckham. Yeah, it got in there. Harbor won that game, um, one to nothing. And I was looking at our score line. We have the score reversed in the score line today. We had Springdale winning it. That's why I said big win for Springdale girls, but it was Harbor girls who got Harbor the girls won that. So. Got that one. Uh, um, so good soccer so I, and, and Rick soccer is like baseball a one nothing game in soccer is is a great game it's the, it's uh the the keepers for both teams oh my fantastic. goodness a girl for Har harbor should have been ahead six nothing they'll tell it, you it's a beautiful game beautiful game yes <laughs> yes harbor could you, have been had six nothing if it wasn't for the springdale we, goalie she did a great job we got to get leland out to cover some soccer rick is our soccer guy and rick was not a soccer guy for a long time i'm not i was never a soccer guy but i tell you what if it's a really good game like state tournament level soccer, oh, yeah. I want to cover those matches because it's it's very intense and I love the fans, especially if it's Springdale or, or in Heritage or something like that, where you have a lot of Latin fans there, you know, because yeah. the players are mostly, you know, Latin players and they've got their noisemakers and it's just it's it's fun. They're just fun games to cover. Is is and they're they're all into it. And so many members of the community there are watching. You know, there to watch those games. It's just a lot of fun. See, and all I was wanting to score. 
because I'm too, I don't know how to write a zero zero game story, but I just want I was hoping for a score, you know, neutral. I don't care who wins that one, and and Ramos uh, provided that, and they really get after it's nonstop. These yes. kids are in great shape, yep. and and the fans. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, and you can see the tackling. Tackling, you know, soccer is different. And where they slide over and, and cut them off and everything. So you can see the skill involved yes. in soccer. Absolutely. All I wanted was the score. Absolutely. And, and got them. Fantastic. I had softball yesterday over at Bentonville West, and uh, Rogers got a 4-1 to win there. Ella Beeman, uh, what a game she had. Uh, struck out nine batters uh, in that one and had a couple of doubles and an RBI for Rodgers, which remained undefeated in conference play. So Rodgers and Bentonville both are undefeated, and uh, they're just like it was last year, Henry. That's kind of, it's kind of setting up to be a Rodgers-Bentonville um, showdown for, uh, in, in the conference, the way it looks right now. Yeah, you, you never know because uh, somebody else might pull up an upset, but, man, alive. Uh, then looking at Bentonville – Played Heritage and Ken Early's got them rolling again. Yep. They uh, a no hitter. Yes. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And they're eight no again. So Casey Wood, you know, she's their leadoff batter in the top of the batting order, and also pitched yesterday. And uh, what a terrific game she had. So uh, looking forward to when those teams get together. Now, Leland, I know you're not covering it this weekend, but the the Rumble on the River. I got that right. <clears throat> the Rumble yes. on the River. Softball tournament down at Van Buren this weekend. There's a lot of teams from Northwest that will be going down to Van Buren and play. But the game I would like to see, if it materializes, and I will be surprised if it doesn't, will be Benton against Bentonville, maybe for the championship game on Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock. That would be a game to watch right there. Well, and you guys you guys mentioned Rogers and Bentonville, you know, kind of for the, for the 6A West uh, yes. You know, showdown. Yes. Well, both of them are in it. Yes, they are. They are. And then, of course, Benton. And, um, West, and West is in it, too. And now that's – they were 8-0 going into Monday's game against Gravit. Lost that one. Now they've lost to Rogers yesterday. They've <clears> lost <throat> two in a row. But they were 8-0 before Monday. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a local uh, flavor to it. There's yes. 16 teams, very local flavor. But uh, teams from out of town, Benton, uh, Star City, uh, several others from out of town. It's one of the bigger uh, regular season tournaments uh, in this in this area, probably in the state, really. Uh, it starts Friday afternoon at 3.30. They have pool play, four pools of four teams each. And then I think the championship game is 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon. It's going to be some outstanding yes. uh, teams like you mentioned. Uh, Van Buren, of course, is in it. They're coming off a big, uh, you know, 2-0 sweep over Greenwood last yep. night. Yep. Uh, Alma's very good. They've got a uh, a player that hit her 30th career home run wow. last night. Wow. In a conference sweep for the Lady Airedales. So there's going to be not only some great teams, from, but some uh, outstanding individual talent on display too Friday and Saturday at the uh, – Field of Dreams Complex on the uh, Arkansas River. There you go. Um, and also want to mention in the lower classifications, Rick, our Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette Player of the Week this week on the girls' side was Brinkley Morton uh, from Lincoln. Yes. Now, Rick, before you, your story ran, your story ran in the Tuesday edition, and yes. it was pretty much taken written before their games were played on Monday night. They Lincoln played. Green, I talked to Leland about this yesterday. 
Lincoln played Greenland in a doubleheader on Monday afternoon. Morriton, she is a freshman. A number one starter. Number one starter. In that first game, an 11 to nothing win, she hit two grand slams wow. and a double, drove in 10 runs. Drove in 10 runs. 10 runs. Wow. Oh, by the way, she also pitched a no-hitter and struck out 11 batters in that game. And a freshman a fre- on now, a varsity level. She, wow. she slacked off a little bit in the second game. She you know, just a little bit of a slacker in the second game. Uh-oh. She only hit one home run in the second game oh, and drove in only five in the second game. So, you know, she didn't quite keep her production up. <laughs> but, you know, 15 RBIs and three home runs and a no-hitter in – the same day, I don't know where that rates on athletic feats, but I would say uh, that's pretty good. You know what? That's a a career or a month's <laughs> worth for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. My yeah. goodness. And, you can uh, brag on that for a lot of years. And uh, what a what a tremendous job. we got to go job. over there and see that kid. What a tremendous job Brittany Engel has done over there this year at Lincoln. Um, They're like 14-4? and four? Well, they are like 15-4 and four now 15 or 16-4, and four. undefeated in conference play. And uh, – just uh, a, a vastly improved uh, team under under her first year coach. Um, she is a double coach over there. She also coaches the volleyball team, so she's the head coach of two sports. Uh, wow. But it also helps you uh, helps your coaching when you have uh, Brinkley Morton come in uh, as a freshman and be that kind of player. And and they only have just a couple of seniors. A lot of their players are underclassmen. Uh, but but. Uh, Wow, I keep keep an eye on Lincoln, and also Leland. And I talked about this too. They do own a one-zero win over Hackett this year. A very, very, very good Hackett, Hackett team. Oh, yes, 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 yep. So props to uh, props to Lincoln, and uh, their uh, coach Engel's doing a great job over there. So what does that get us to, Leland? We're we're uh, in, in now. We're we're no, no more breaks. We are ro- nope. on our way to uh, rolling through the rest of the spring. Uh, we had spring break last week. Henry, we had quite a few teams on the road, baseball teams on the road. So they got those games played, got those done. So we're now in this final, what, six or seven-week sprint to the finish line for, for, uh, for you know, leading into postseason play. Look fewer, look fewer weeks for the smaller classification schools because they'll have their conference and, and regionals and stuff like that coming up. But this, we're, it's, we have hit – we're putting – I hate to say this. What is We're it? in the left-hand lane to put in the hand. Oh. I'm sorry. I, I, it was. <laughs> We're the barf bag. <laughs> uh, How about we're just in the in the. Let's, we're still staying the right-hand lane and go fast. We're in cruise control. We'll, we'll we'll keep the we'll keep it on the speed limit. How about that? We'll, right. just, we'll just drive the speed limit. Uh, but anyway, uh, moving along for spring sports and. Uh, uh, this is the best time of year. Hopefully, the weather. You it just know, got clear up. Let's clear get some up. consistent spring weather. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and of course uh, we did not have a podcast last week, but right before spring break hit, the Arkansas Activities Association announced what the basketball schedules or the conference alignments will be for the next two years. Right, and, uh, as expected, the six A West will have nine members. Nine Northside will come over. Yep, and leave the Central with seven. Okay, uh, and Jonesboro comes up to. Right. 7A into the 7A Central. Right. Right. So they'll move to the, the Central. Uh, t- the biggest surprise to me in all of this was Subiaco. They had a chance. Their their numbers have dropped. Yeah, they have. Uh, they have. To the point where 
they could have played, said, hey, we're fixing to be a 3A school. Yep. We can drop down there. We can play Paris. We can play Boonville. We can do this. No, the the powers that be there said, no, we're, we like the 4A, 4, we're going to stay in it. And okay. they elected to stay in Class 4A for basketball. Well, and then Shiloh Christian girls, too, they had an opportunity to go down to 3A based on the competitive equity factor. Right. Equation, whatever. They Their numbers, wins, and whatever were low enough, and their enrollment would put them in 3A. They could have been in 3A basketball, but they chose to stay in 4A. I think it's a good move. It's a good move. I think you it's a good move. Uh, Competitive-wise, uh, maybe, you know, I, I don't know, but you can't fine, have fine one girls, you know, your girls team it's, going, it's two going one way on one on the same night as the boys going the other way. I mean, it's just, that's not a good situation. Uh, so, um, I, I think but they But one school is going to do that, right? Yeah, Little Rock Christian is going to do it. They're going to have their I guess they got the girls' team. Well, I guess you know, two, Little Rock Christian would play their, their games around Little Rock. This this would be Shiloh yeah. Christian maybe yeah. going to Boonville. Yes. You know, we, we don't know where they might have gone, you know. And you might have had the girls going to Boonville or, or Lamar and, and the boys, you know, going to uh, Berryville on the same night, you know. So – um, when you're in, you, when you're close to the big city like that, like Little Rock Christian, yeah. it's, it does it makes, you know, I mean, it's, it makes a little bit more sense, you know, to do. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can take a Uber. Yeah, take yeah. There you go. Let's see, Rick. There you go. A little side hustle there. <laughs> a little side hustle going. And on. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of that decision too, or some of it was um, helped by the administration. Yeah. You know, so I so I applaud them for doing that. Yeah. Because it the easy route would have been. Drop down, win more games. Yeah, yeah, but but it's a four-year commitment. So correct. You know, I think maybe that was a factor too. Was hey, if we do this, this is going to be a four-year commitment that we're going to have to do this, and that then you're talking about, you know, then you're having a lot of money. You know, yes. that that kind of thing. So uh, that's all. That's about all I've got. <coughs> Henry, you got anything else? That, uh, that's it for right now. So and also, Shallow Christian is looking for a girls' basketball coach. Uh, saw that posted on their website. So that's an opening there. Um, and I haven't heard of any of the coaching moves that I know of, but, uh, you know, you never know. It's, it's the spring. We've got weather, coaching changes, you know, all kinds of things going on. So you just got to just kind of yeah. keep an eye on that. Yeah, and stay safe out there. And, uh, you know, remember the people who are struggling right now, especially Absolutely. up at Springdale. Thoughts are with the folks in Springdale, and, and uh, uh, they, uh, you know, have some, some tough days ahead and a lot of cleanup going on over there. And, uh, you know, just thankful that, it, it, you know, this could have been a whole lot worse. It yeah. could have been a whole lot worse. So that's it for this week's edition of Prep Life, the podcast, and we'll be back next week. We'll talk. I do. Oh, hey, I. Oh, sorry. I do want to wish everybody on Friday happy Sid Finch Day. Oh, it's it is. Uh, you know, I haven't kept up with Leland as much as I should have. Uh, you know, the Major League Baseball season should have started Friday, mm-hmm. but they've delayed it, Henry, by a week, or was it two? a week? One week. Okay, so one week. Um, the Northwest Arkansas Naturals will start their season. Uh, they play the first three games on the road. Henry, I believe, at Springfield. At Springfield. At Springfield. First three on the road. Uh, they did bring the, the Texas League. It is called the Texas League again, so we're happy about that. Absolutely. Um, don't know if you guys saw, if you, did, if you didn't see the big story in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette over the weekend, the, the Northwest Arkansas Travelers are, are at somewhat of an impasse with Major League Baseball and the Seattle Mariners or whatever about improvements to, be, to Dickey Stevens Park. Leland, there's a good chance that when this contract expires in 2025, the Travelers will no longer be in Little Rock. There's a real good chance of that. Yeah, it's, you know, the, I think the, the relationship between minor league 
baseball and Major League Baseball has always been kind of, uh, you know, shaky. And yeah. it's, uh, it hasn't gotten any better. No, it hasn't. Um, the, uh, the city of Springdale, which owns RS Ballpark, they have been able to, you know, so far, you know, do the improvements and stuff at the, at the stadium uh, to, to bring it up to MLB level. And this was all part of, uh, Henry, a couple of years ago where MLB uh, decided to, you know, to, uh, I can't remember, abolish, I guess, for lack of a better word, but they eliminated uh, a lot of the minor league teams, especially the lower level, you know, teams, tighten things up. And uh, it's, streamline it's part, it. Yeah, streamline it. So it's part of those changes. Um, and they're making, you know, mandates on these on these cities that have these ballparks that they have to have certain lighting, uh, certain batting, you know, cages, you know, for the players to use, uh, certain this and certain that, locker room uh, things. And so it's put kind of a burden on, uh, on some of these cities um, to do these things. But um, – you know, they have standards that they want for their players, and, and they, they're investing a lot of money in their players. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's understandable, but it doesn't make the financial burden any less on these cities to have to meet those obligations. So, Yeah, and, and right now, if with this impasse between North Little Rock and the Arkansas Travelers, you know, there's towns like Conway. Benton, oh, they'll swoop in. Bryant, yeah. Hot Springs. Yeah. They're looking at shops. Say, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Fail. We'll yeah. take them. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll build a stadium there. The same there. thing was happening here, Henry. If you remember this, or you might not have been up here at the time, but in 2006 or so, somewhere in there, uh, uh, when the the uh, when the Wichita Wranglers at the time were looking to make a move, um, and this was going to be the place they were looking at, Springdale, if Springdale had not, not voted in, and it barely passed by – a few little seams on a baseball ball that mm -hmm. it passed, building an RVS. Rogers was sitting over there rubbing their hands going, go ahead, Springdale, vote this down because we're going to swoop in and, and build this thing. They if you don't, they would have. Mm -hmm. um, so you're right, Henry. That's that's what you're seeing is is if North Little Rock doesn't come through and get this done, somebody's going to swoop in and and, uh, and take that franchise. They, they will. Um, so anyway, that that's what's going on. And uh, the Naturals will open their season at home. Uh, I believe like April 10th. The 12th. 12th. The 12th. I do believe. Yeah. So uh, so be sure and uh, catch some of that. And uh, like we said last year, Rick, um, these players that are coming in now and that came through last year, Bobby Witt Jr. and those kind of players, you want to get out there and see these guys early because Kansas City is going to transition them up as fast as they can. They're, they're trying to get this next wave of – of these young players coming in, like the Hosmers and the Mustakas and, and Salvi Perez group um, that, that that came through and won a World Series. So get out there and catch these guys early. So that's it for this week's edition of Prep Rally. We'll be back next week. We'll talk more spring sports. Who knows we might talk? Who knows what we might talk about? With Rick Fires here, the subject could be anything. It's wide open. Uh, April 12th, you know that started Civil War when uh, they fired on Fort Sumter, South Carolina. It was also the day the Titanic sank. Oh, that's correct. See, all bad dropped, things. So, dropped. so the natural should postpone then. Well, the bar's pretty low. They could, they could raise that bar. Up. Yep. That's, all right. <laughs> so that's it for this edition. We'll catch you next week. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.